This episode of Set Listing Bruce is brought to you by Tweaked Audio. Know a podcast fan? Tweaked Audio headphones make the perfect gift. For awesome headphones, go to tweakedaudio.com. Use the coupon code SOUTHGATE to get 30% off, plus free shipping and a lifetime warranty. You can also get there through the link on our website, southgatemediagroup.com. Tell them Set Lessing Bruce sent you. Hi, my name's Stephen Routledge, and when I'm not writing my blog at powderfingerspeaks.com, I'm sure to be listening to Set Lusting Bruce. everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Set Lusting Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. I am your host, Jesse Jackson, and joining me tonight, I have a blogger joining me uh, that was recommended through friend of the podcast, Bella. She sent me a link to Jordan's blog and said, hey, I think she would tell a good story. And so I went, went to Jordan's blog, sit, reached out to her, and Jordan was nice enough to say, yeah, I'll talk to you. So, Jordan, welcome to the show. Hi. So, why don't you tell us a little about yourself? Okay. Um, well, my name's Jordan. I'm a, um, I'm a currently a sophomore in college. I'm not really sure what I'm majoring, but you know, that's how it goes. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I have my personal blog. I write a lot about Bruce, you know, and um, my experiences and kind of just like my commentary on current, like, cultural issues, I guess. Yeah, um, uh, yeah the name of your blog is Ears Out, Eyes Open, which I think is a great name thank of a you. blog. Um, where are you going to school? Um, I'm going to Kansas City, Kansas Community College right now. Um, okay. I'm not sure where I'm going to go next year, but... <laughs> Um, and so yeah, that's where I'm currently at. So I'm going to start right away with, um, and you, you'll you find this very quickly, Jordan. I end up not following the agenda. But that's a, cool. a few years ago, uh, my buddy and I, Sam, went to the Wrecking Ball stop of tour mm-hmm. of Spring Scene that was at Kansas City. Yes. And, um, and he started with the song Kansas City. And so yes. as someone who yes. lives in Kansas City... Does that it, the we thought that the crowd would go? Oh, really, Kansas City? But the crowd went mm-hmm. crazy. So as oh yeah, we always go nuts. <laughs> do you? Yeah, whenever any musician busts out that song, it's nuts. Um, I particularly wasn't at that show, but you know, I've heard recordings and stuff. I was I was a little baby. I was in eighth grade. I had no money. Right. But uh, but yeah, no, because yeah, it's it's. It's a very ecstatic feeling, I guess, just um, especially when Bruce or when any musician, you know, calls out your hometown. It's like, yeah, we're on the map. That's us, you know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's lots of fun. That is awesome because, you know, I, I never I'm never sure. And so thank you for answering that question for me. Sure. Yeah. Um, so you're still deciding what you want to be when you grow up? Yeah, it, it changes my mind all the time. <laughs> Well, but Jordan, I'm really interested in, in um, political science and journalism, so we'll okay. see what, where that goes. 
Well, Jordan, I will share with you. I am 59, and I have not figured out mm-hmm. what I want to be when I grow up. That's so, valid. <laughs> so I think you're you're doing okay, you know. Thank you so much. That's very reassuring. <laughs> or scary, right? Well, I mean, I mean, you got this podcast going for you, and I think that's a really great thing. Um, but, Thanks. but yeah, I mean, I don't think anyone ever really knows. So, I mean, you know, I think that is true. I, I think so. Uh, you know, you just kind of, and I do think one of the things that'll happen nowadays is people change their careers. They start out in one yeah. thing and they do something else. Um, so talk about growing up. You mentioned that you were mm-hmm. a, a, a wee babe in eighth grade there when uh, Bruce was uh, doing <laughs> yeah. the Wrecking Ball tour. But talk about growing up. Did yeah. you grow up in Kansas City? Oh, I've lived here my whole life. Um, lived in a couple different houses around here, but I've lived in the same area my entire life. Um, but, you know, um, growing up in eighth grade, it was it was a really weird time. Um <laughs> I listened primarily to Led Zeppelin and the Beatles. I was very, like, reserved and weird. Um, I knew who Bruce was, but, I mean, I didn't really, like, get it until high school, um, you know? Yeah. Mm. Well, but, um, going back go a little ahead. bit further, when you were um, a child, what kind of music did your parents listen to? What was playing at the house? Um. Well, I mean, we listened to the Top 40 radio, of course, but my mom... She liked, she loved, she still loves the Beatles. Like, she always has the Beatles on. Um, my dad really into, like, hair bands and stuff. You know, I remember being a kid and him, like, blasting out on the radio just to make me mad. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think a majority of how, like, how I found my music was myself. You know, when you're, like, a kid with the Internet and a lot of time, you know, you have a lot of time to explore and, like, listen to different things. But um, as for my parents, they're, they're the type of people who would would really enjoy anything. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, classic rock and rock and roll, all that old stuff, I wasn't like unfamiliar with growing up. So as you started growing up and getting to high school, what kind of music mm-hmm. did you like to listen to? Well, when I got into high school, <laughs> I mean, I listened to other stuff more than Led Zeppelin now. Um, and then also, too, since I had, like, a job and making money, me and my sister started attending lots of concerts. Like, um, in high school, we saw The Stones, um, Fleetwood Mac, The Who. Uh, we saw Boston, like, three times. So, like, we've seen lots, lots of bands already, um, like, here in Kansas City. And um, so, I mean, that's what I was primarily listening to. Um, and then... I mean, these days I I listen to more than just like you know your typical rock and roll radio like hits and stuff. Um, like currently, I like a lot of old fifties um, soul and like uh, country folk. But um, and then Bruce, of course. <laughs> uh, Bruce was like maybe after sophomore year. That's when I I for a couple months there I only I only listened to Bruce, you know, uh, but. But yeah. What, what about it? Um, what about it spoke to you? Why? Why Bruce? I think where I was at, in, like in high school, mentally, um, somehow I, I just I just felt like Bruce understood. You know that somehow, like me being a weird little girl from teen, like Kansas City, like I could feel and like hear myself in some of Bruce's songs. Um, like I, I guess. 
I don't know. The first hit of his I enjoyed was probably Dancing in the Dark because that one was on the radio. And I'm like, this song, like, you know, the the music and the beat is awesome, but the lyrics are so freaking, like, depressing, you know? But, I mean, I could feel and see myself a lot in it. Um, so I, I think I think that's where it, it started from. Um, and, and, you know, like, when you're in high school and you hear, like, the opening to Thunder Road for the first time, it's... It's it's almost like a baptism, I would say. Not to sound blasphemous, but I mean. No, no, I totally understand. <laughs> yeah, it's it, that. That's where it's at. Well, and I, um, you know, you were talking about Bruce's music and making you mm-hmm. feel. I, it made me think of, you know, when John Stewart was talking about the night that Bruce got the Kennedy Center honors. Yes. He said, um, he says, I would get in my car every night and would put in the music of Bruce Springsteen and everything changed. And yes. I never again felt like a loser. When you listen to Bruce's yeah. music, <laughs> you aren't a loser. You're a character in an epic yeah. poem about losers. Mm-hmm. And, and that makes total sense. It um, truly does. Yeah. I did. Um, because. You know, Bruce does have a wide fandom, but mm-hmm. the most of his fans are not as someone as young as you. Right, yeah. Um, and that's something, you know, I'm glad I have the internet for. Um, I've met a lot of young girls. Um, shout out to Emily and Miriam, uh, my age, who, you know, have the same, I guess, passion and, like, understanding, you know, and get it the way I do. And I'm really lucky to have that. I mean, of course, I have my sisters, and I have a couple friends who, like, listen to some Bruce, but, I mean, like, just as another artist, not as, like, a whole thing, you know? Um, Um, But, uh... You mentioned sisters. Um, uh, How many sisters? Brothers, sisters? Um, um, Just sisters. I have two sisters, um... One older sister, Georgia, and my younger sister, Alex. Um, it's actually her birthday tonight, but she's partying. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm the middle child. You know, that's um, I we've discussed that a lot here on the podcast. Of you know, if you're the oldest, um, mm-hmm. you tend to influence um, your younger siblings, and if you're the youngest, mm-hmm. you're either influenced or either good way or bad way. In other words, you rebel against what your older um, (laughs) children like. So you, with the middle child, right? So you kind of got it both ends. You got to be influenced Mm -hmm. by your older sister and then also, um, you know, influence your younger sister. Yeah. And, um, I mean, me and my sisters, like, our relationships are pretty, like, dynamic. I think we all influence each other. And it's a good thing that we enjoy. I mean, Typically, like, we enjoy a lot of the same music, but, and there's some things, you know, where, like, I have, like, the opportunity to, to influence my older sister and kind of, like, vice versa. So I think, I think that's a good thing. But, yeah, like, being the middle child, it's definitely like that sometimes. <laughs> um, besides it feeling like his music talked to you, um, mm-hmm. as you started listening to more and more music, was there something about what else about his music captivates you, Jordan? Hmm. I mean, I guess like I always like with Bruce, I always felt like I was a part of something. Um, 
you know, my whole life has kind of been like a struggle, I guess, to find my place. Um, it, it wasn't really until I started college where I found like my friend group, you know, but I think sure. I found that community very early on um, in Bruce's music and also like his fan base because like his concerts are, are so much fun. You get that big sense of like one big community, you know, um, but I, I think the community aspect of like his music and also his performance and everything is a big you know reason why I've been drawn to it. You know, I don't know how familiar you are with um, country music, but um, mm-hmm. Brad Paisley has a song, you know, Letter to Me, which mm-hmm. is, you know, it talks about if he could write a letter to himself when he was um, 16. And he talks about, you know, high school is nowhere, nowhere near the best years of your life. Yeah, and, mood. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Um, so uh-huh. it... I do think there is something about um, going off to school, even if you're mm-hmm. still living at home, just that that changing that mindset and, and being oh, yeah. exposed to new thoughts and new um, people's new opinions and different people. Yeah. So I, I bet that is kind of really um, liberating for you. Mm-hmm. It truly is. And um, I've also just had, like, I guess, more freedoms, um, in general, you know, since I started college and it's very, it's less suffocating than high school. And it's, and since it's not an obligation, you know, I feel like I'm actually, you know, doing something for myself, I guess. Yeah. You know, it's, it, that can be both, um, scary and liberating that no one cares if you come to class, no one cares if you do your work. (laughs) You know, mm-hmm. and, and and you just you also find that if you're really smart in high school, mm-hmm. a lot of people could just, you know, put even a half effort in it and then still do pretty well in a class. But oh, yeah, and, that's what I did. And I got my ass kicked like <laughs> the beginning, <laughs> like the first semester of college. <laughs> yeah. You're like, but, oh, wait uh, a minute. Yeah, I actually have to read this, you know. Yeah. Uh, my mm-hmm. son um, talked about um, he he mentioned to his um, one of the t- one of uh, our good friends uh, he mentioned to her and her husband it was Renee and Mark and he said you know Miss Renee it Mr Mark if you read the book it makes the mm-hmm. class a lot easier it <laughs> sure does yeah laughing. I mean. Yeah. Uh, this is my second year, and I know that, but can I, like, practice that? Yeah. Uh, let's, you know. <laughs> well, and, you know, um, and and Mark mentioned to Chris, he says, you know, showing up is half the battle in anything you do. Yeah, and, uh, it truly is. That, Yeah, that's good. Um, so I always stress this, Jordan. Um, mm-hmm. The number of times you've seen him perform is not a fair barometer of what how big mm-hmm. of a fan you are. But just for the record, so have you seen him perform live, and how many times? Um, I've seen him three times now. Um, my first tour was the River Tour, okay. and I saw him here in Kansas City um, and also in St. Louis. And the last time I saw him was on Broadway. Yeah, we're going to so. talk about that. You you yes. you have a wonderful story. Uh, about that so i want to get to that um sure i was asked this by my wife did it bother you 
um, that it was the same set list both nights on the River Tour? No, because um, he played a couple encores in Kansas City that were a little bit different. Um, so, But, I mean, I love the river, so hearing it again was fine, <laughs> you know. And especially, like, I was in, um, in St. Louis, I kind of, I had, like, a, a regular seat. And then in Kansas City, like, I was, wasn't in the pit, but I was on the floor. Um, so, I mean, that was another experience. And um, so it, it didn't bother me. Um, I mean, I heard some people complaining, like, oh, the river is a long album. We got to, you know. But, I mean, like, yeah, that's why we're here, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I love the river album, and it, it didn't bother me one bit. Yeah, when I told my wife when she asked the question, I said, the songs that I really like, I really liked. Mm -hmm. And the songs right. that I didn't like as much, I didn't like. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. it didn't change. It was enough to see it. Um when um now I know when you went to Broadway your sister went with mm -hmm. you. Is she yeah. is she a fan as well or does she just go to hang with oh, you? Oh yeah. Okay. No, she's a fan. She was there both times um on the river tour too. So she's she's a she's a big fan. She's not as crazy as I am, but she's a big fan. <laughs> okay. Um I'm gonna get to your blog in a minute and I want you to share sure. the story about it. But um is there you've already mentioned dancing in the dark but is there other songs or albums that mean a great deal to you oh of course um i think like the first time i heard like long walk home that was like very impactful that's my favorite song of his now um also land of hope and dreams and the rising are two of my other really big favorites um as for albums, my favorite album is Nebraska. I'll die with that album. I love it. Um, the Ghost of Tom Jones is a good one. Um, and then, of course, Born to Run in the River. Yeah. Um, what um, What about Nebraska speaks to you? Well, I love, um, I, I mean, uh, that's, there's a lot, lots of different things. Um, it's my favorite album to listen to when I'm driving home at night. It's just, it, it's a perfect mood setting. And, um, you know, I think, like, politically, lyrically, it's, it's it, I just feel really gravitated towards it. Um, I lack, you know, the words for exactly why right now. But, I mean, it's just one of those things, like, the first time I heard this album, like, that's me. I, I love this, you know. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I, I can get that. Um mm -hmm. Did um, Land of Hope and Dreams is certainly one of my favorite songs. Yes. Um, but one of your blog points was um, your love for Jungle Land. Tell me about that. Oh, yes, Jungle Land. Okay. Um, so I actually wrote that article as an essay. Um, in my composition class, I literally wrote all of my essays about Bruce. I'm sure I drove my, like, professor nuts. Um, but I, I, I wrote lots of essays about that. So with Jungle Land... Um, I think, to me, considering, like, especially, hmm, okay, in high school, when I was listening to, you know, the, sh the shit hair bands and, like, just, just trash rock and roll, not good stuff, um, and then there was a time where I, w I listened to, like, a new Bruce album every day, you know, and when I heard Jungle Land for the first time, I, I never heard anything like that before, and um, something, like, about it, like, it's big, like, orchestra you know it's like 
religious call in it, you know, it, it really, it really like blew me away. Like I never heard anything like that before. And not to mention like the live versions of it. Um, but, but yeah, it's, I would, that's a song I would, I would kill to hear live. Bruce hasn't played it in Kansas city since 1984 <laughs> and I was not alive then. So I need to experience it now, you know? <laughs> so, I mean, I, I know what my next sign at the show, at, like the next show is going to be, but, um, especially live that song. Oh man. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I never heard anything like it. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's, um, I love the article, you know, that you wrote. Thank it, you. Thank you. It's yeah, it's really beautiful. Um, so, okay, so why did you decide to start a blog? Um, so I started it over the summer, um, mainly because I was bored. And I had a lot of um, writing, like, I've already done, you know, like, for class or, I mean, even in my own journal entries that I thought would be worth sharing. Um, I didn't think that my blog would reach other people until I started writing about Bruce. And I'm like, okay, well, then I know other people who might want to read this. Um, but, um, I, uh, sorry about that. Um, mostly I wrote it from, I have it for my, um, family and friends, you know, to keep posted on, um, you know, what I'm doing, but I got, um, the title ears out, eyes open because like, I'm always, you know, keeping my ears out and eyes open for things that are going to inspire me. So and that blog was going to be where I was going to share it kind of like a big documentation of kind of who I am at the moment to kind of help me figure out who I'm going to be because that's something, like we mentioned before, it's something that you're always doing. So I thought it would be a good way to document, you know, what I'm doing. <laughs> no, I think but, it's perfect. You know, and thank you. I, I love the title. Reminds me of from Friday Night Lights, Clear Eyes, Full Hearts, Can't Lose. <laughs> um, so mm -hmm. uh, that, you know, and I think that's, um, I think that's a good reminder to yourself and to your readers, right? That we should have our ears out, our eyes open, mm -hmm. because you never know where inspiration exactly. or learning is going to come from. Exactly, yeah. Um, and also, you know, just, you know, keeping your, like, out for opportunities, you know, and things where you could be involved is something that's really important to me as well. Yeah. Um, so... How much discussion was it about you guys going to see Broadway? Oh, man. Um, like, do you mean by from my family or in general? <laughs> well, just in general, because I, I first off, um, uh -huh. I know that a college student is not, yeah. is not exactly rolling in money. Yes. Okay. Um, and so, so I knew I, yeah. I knew we'd get around to this question. Um, I used my Pell Grant <laughs> to use that <laughs> nice. money, um, and then I was also working two jobs last semester, so I had a lot saved. Um, and yeah. then plus my sister came, you know, we split the money fifty fifty. Yeah. So I mean, she still she still owes me a lot, but I mean, yeah, but that's where it came from. <laughs> so, but when you 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 and your sister's Georgia, um, you're mm -hmm. like, okay, we want to go. Let's figure it out. Let's see how can we make this happen. You know, mm -hmm. when did you? When did? How did you pick the day you wanted to go? Um, it kind of like fell in on itself. Like, um, we weren't lucky enough to get the uh, verified fan tickets, even though like I, I did it like every time. You know, I was very adamant sure. about it. 
I, I didn't get it. So, I mean, I, I had to see the show. I had to. So, you know, I went on StubHub, got the cheapest ones I could find, which were like 800-something. And um, and that date happened to be on September 4th. <laughs> okay. So that's how it all fell. I mean, I knew it would be a, a very bad time because, like, that was, like, the second week into the new semester. But, I mean, when these things come around, you got to do it. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, one of the things that I was lucky enough to go to, you know, my, my wife is like, okay, I know this is a once-in-a-lifetime chance. And we mm-hmm. had to look at, okay, not only the cost of the ticket, but you yeah, have to the, fly there. Mm-hmm. And then and how do you spend the night? And so I ended up finding a fairly inexpensive American Airlines direct flight from Yeah, Dallas. that's what we were on. <laughs> and yeah. um, I got one of the little... Uh, pod hotels that was basically mm-hmm. it looked like a a part a you know a cabin you would have at a uh, yeah. cruise ship I mean, it was so small but that's all I needed I, mm-hmm. I didn't care I was just right, going yeah. to Bruce um, yeah that's what it's all about yeah it was um, did you did you know did you do a lot of research what the set list was going to be beforehand or did you try to be no. spoiled? I mean, try to be spoiler-free. I avoided everything I could because I wanted it to be fresh. And with, it's really hard, you know, with social media. Because I always think about, like, what it was like for, you know, people, like, say, like, in the darkness tour. You know, no MTV, no no cell phones. You know, you might right. get a glimpse of Bruce in your local newspaper, but that's it. And yeah. you only hear, like, how wild and crazy his shows are, but you don't know until you actually go. You know, because there's no bootleg circulating in your, like, little town. So um, I wanted I wanted to, you know, have that kind of experience the closest I can. Even though, you know, I already saw Bruce. Like, I already knew, like, this this show, it was going to be different. Because um, that's one thing my dad talked about. He's like, you, you already seen him twice. Can't you just wait till he comes back here? And I'm like, no, this is different, you know. Um, and it, it truly was. And, I, and I'm really glad I, I, I didn't. Um, Look um, at anything, or look at the set list, or anything. I um. <laughs> so Jordan, the reason I'm laughing is, um, I had, um, I was working for a company, um, mm-hmm. the year of the River Tour, and oh yeah, um, and so I had gone, I I saw, I was lucky enough. My wife bought me tickets to Louisville as a Christmas mm-hmm. present. I had bought. Pittsburgh because I thought that was going to be the only show I went to and then uh-huh. we drove up my son and I went and saw him in Oklahoma City and then I saw him when he was here in Dallas so I had seen mm-hmm. him four times on the river tour and then when there was a chance to get tickets to go see him at uh, MetLife uh, you know stadium um, mm-hmm. you know we went my son and I flew and uh, what was funny is my boss at the time did not know I was going. Um, and and I said, you know, it was my boss's boss. And I said, yeah, it's on my vacation. And he's like, you sure have taken a lot of vacation this year. I'm like, well, mm-hmm. you know, I got three weeks. It was a new job, and that's what I got. He said, yeah. and, and you're going to see somebody you've already seen once. <laughs> and I didn't have the heart to tell him. Uh, well, mm-hmm. actually, I've already seen him four times this year. Um, and, you know, I just, um, 
it's just one of those things where you go, mm-hmm. I, I know it doesn't make any sense to you, but right. I'm telling you, I I want to see it, and, and I need to see it. And I'm um, going to. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. You, so you and your sister flew in. Uh, I won't tell everything, because I think your your blog story is really worth, and I'm hoping everyone will go, um, read it, but just if you can give Thank a couple you. of highlights of um, as your journey, talk a few mm-hmm. little things about it, and then we'll get to um, actually standing outside waiting for Bruce. Okay. So, um, so I mean, just the journey there was really fun. This was my first, um, or my oldest sister's first time on a plane, so getting to, like, experience that with her was really, was really funny. Um, so we did that, and um, we got to New York, and her unfortunately, broke. yes, that was, the heel okay. in her shoe, like, broke. So, you know, it was kind of funny. She, we we had to get to our hotel. I mean, we had our shuttle and stuff, but the shuttle guy's like, where are your shoes? And she's I don't have none. And he's like, okay, we'll be safe. So, we're, you know, we're walking around. Um, there was a Salvation Army a couple blocks down from our hotel. Our hotel was right off Times Square. Um, so we walked down there and I mean, she found some shoes, so, (laughs) but I mean, I thought, you know, when that happened, it was, it was pretty rough. Cause I'm like, Oh no, everything's downhill from here because she didn't pack any extra shoes. You know, the shoes that I packed were very tall heels and and we we could not walk in those. I don't know why I brought them. I mean, they're cute, but I can't walk in them. (laughs) Um, so it was, I'm, I'm just glad she found a pair. Um, but it was, yeah, that's how the first day started and then we had to go pick our tickets up from the stub hub building. Yeah. And then, and, Oh, go ahead. Um, did, um, and you know, you would talk, you same thing when I, when I flew in for, um, Springsteen, I mean, I flew in the day of the mm-hmm. show and I will tell you, I was going in January and mm-hmm. for, for a month, all I could worry about was, it's going to get snowed in. It's going to get snowed in. I'm not oh, going to be able man. to make it. I'm not going to be able to make yeah. it. And I had already told my wife, look, if I find out it's snowed in, I'm getting in the car and I'm just driving. <laughs> I am just driving yeah. straight through. I don't blame you. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so luckily you had it in September. So what you knew you didn't have bad yeah. weather. Um, right. So um, you, you made the decision. Now, why... Why did you make the decision you wanted to be um, wait in line and to meet him or at least to see him um, before mm-hmm. the show? Talk to me a little bit about that. Sure. Um, well, we didn't really we, – we were only staying in New York for like two and a half days, so that's not really efficient time to see anything other than Bruce. So, like, let's make the whole thing about Bruce, you know? Um, me and my sister, we were the first ones by the stage door. And, um, so, I mean, that was our goal. We were going to get, like, I mean, my sister wanted his autograph. I didn't know what I wanted yet. Um, I wrote him a letter, you know, because I knew when he'd come, I'd be a fool and not be able to say anything. Um, so I gave it to him, and that was great. But I didn't get the idea for the tattoo until, like, um, really, like, the plane ride there because, you know, I've always wanted a tattoo, and, um, you know, especially, like, um, you know, Woody Guthrie's, like, Bound for Glory, like, book title. 
I, I love that phrase, you know, and, and I want that. I wanted it on me. So I mean, like, well, why not try to get Bruce to do it for me? And um, so that that was my my goal. And I mean, we were dead set on it. We were out there, you know. Um, we we actually arrived in New York like the day before the show. So the first day was just about, you know, getting settled, making sure we got our tickets, everything was cool. Right. And then the next day um, was stage dooring the entire day. Um, it, it was really hot, actually. It was almost uh, like oh. the heat index was almost 100, you know, it was rough. Oh, I can um, imagine. And mm-hmm. um, I, I, and I, I read, like I said, I'm going to have everyone go read the blog, but you, yeah. know, you guys took turns getting water, uh, yeah. you know, and, and just trying to stay up. Did um, talk to me a little bit about the Woody Guthrie, and and mm-hmm. I know you said that it was through Bruce you found him, but talk yes. about why, um, what about Woody Guthrie and why you wanted a tattoo with a quote from him, you know, mm-hmm. as as your tattoo. Um, I can't. I know there's a recording of you know. I know it's like on the live 7585 where Bruce talked about, you know, how reading, you know, Woody Guthrie, A Life by Joe Klein um, changed his life, you know. And so, you know, one thing leads to another. I picked it up. And that book is, it's it's very, you know, rich in like, you know, Woody's career and like his thoughts and his feelings, you know, and all everything he did. But it's also like very rich of American history at the time. And, um, you know, just the, it's hard to put it into words, really, but, you know, the whole, this train's bound for glory, it, it reminds me a lot of Bruce's um, Land of Hope and Dreams, which I also know is influenced by, um, I think, Curtis Mayfield's People Get Ready, you know? So, it's just it's just something that's always resonated with me, I guess, and um, with, with Woody, you know, everything that he stood for, you know, and everything, you know, that Bruce stands for, it's just, it's just one of those things, you know, that you you know, you can feel it, you know. I, I, no. I wish I, I had a better way of describing it, but I think that's where I got it from. Like, you know, reading that book and, like, hearing, you know, what Bruce says and, like, all those things. I'm like, okay, that's that's me, you know. I, I need that. Um, I want to be that. So that's, no. that's where it all headed. You know, actually, that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um because um, there is an old song and Johnny Cash at a version, but this train is bound for glory. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, there is. And, um, mm-hmm. and it says um, this, this train is bound for glory. This train, this this tr- this train is bound for glory. Nobody rides it but the righteousness and the holy. And then mm-hmm. later it gets into this train is a free train. Everyone rides in Jesus's name. This train mm-hmm. don't pull no liars. This train, no false pretenders and no backbiters. This train don't pull no liars. And mm-hmm. to think about that, and you know Woody Guthrie had written that, but when you think mm-hmm. about it, then Bruce goes. You know, this train is for saints and sinners. This mm-hmm. train is for all. And, you know, he mm-hmm. took that song and raised it to the next level that says, you know, this is a train for everyone. 
mm-hmm. you know, uh, whores yes. and gamblers. And um, I think that that is a perfect, um, if you aren't going to get, you know, a actual Bruce lyric tattooed on, I think that's a yes. really powerful. So, oh, yes. When you... Um. So you reached when, you know, I, I know you had to fight crowds and some pushy mm-hmm. jerks tried to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, get yeah, it was cut pretty rough. in front of you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of, uh, you know, the spring nuts there <laughs> yeah. and they, uh, they warned us about that. So, I mean, we had, we had a lot of people like, um, looking out for each other. So it was very nice. Good. And, um, but yeah, I'm like, you know, I'm like, don't try it, man. You know, I've yeah. been here all day. I've sweated for this, you know. Don't do it. I I may be small, but I'm feisty. And that's why I will take you out. Uh, Oh, that's how it is, yes. Um, But, you know, what what you said, too, about, you know, the tattoo kind of, I mean, even though it's not a Bruce lyric, it's kind of everything. It's like, it's kind of like what we said when we were talking about earlier about, you know, I mean, the community, you know, I found in Bruce, you know, there's trains for everybody. I mean, that's, that's kind of what I meant where, you know, Bruce provided the community, you know, I was looking for, um, you know, mentally and also tangibly. Um, so I think that, that you know, that's, that's what it means to me. I, I, I can totally see that, um, Jordan. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I know there is not a lot of time on the rail. Mm-hmm. So talk to me. You, did you, so I'll share a story with you, Jordan. When I was going, sure. I got lucky enough. Um, I got a ticket for the book signing he was doing nice. down in Austin. And uh-huh. um, and so I knew I would only have six to eight seconds. So as in mm-hmm. Dallas to Austin is roughly a three, four-hour drive. And the whole drive down there, I am just practicing what I'm going to say over and over again. Much mm-hmm. like, I don't know if you've ever seen The Godfather, but Luca Broxta, the very beginning <laughs> of the movie, keeps going, may, mm-hmm. your, may your child be a yeah. masculine child. I'm like, you know, I was un- mm-hmm. I just was over and over again. So um, had you thought about, okay, I see him. I'm going to get eye contact. I got my Sharpie. I'm ready to, I know what I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Um, I kind of did. I wasn't so adamant about rehearsing it because, like, I was just so, you know, excited for everything, you know, being in New York, seeing the show, um, seeing him, you know. Um, but I was a complete fool when he came around. Um, it 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 was a lot like the first time or the second time I saw Bruce in Kansas City. Um, me and my sister were lucky enough to get a little hug by him, you know. But I remembered when he when he came by and hugged us, the only thing I could mutter out was a little like "Thank you," <laughs> you know. Um, so I I tried to rehearse what I was going to say, but I really couldn't because it's, it's just one of those things, you know. Like you see the person that has done so much for you and feels like a friend, but they don't know who you are. But I mean, it doesn't matter, you know, because they, that's the reason why you know they do what they do. So I mean, just. You know, I don't, I mean, I kind of regret how I acted, but I don't oh. think I, I, I could have handled it another way. <laughs> Tell me why you um, regret. Talk to me. Well, I mean, there's, there was just so many things, you know, when, that, that I wanted to tell him. Um, and, and I couldn't because like, I wouldn't, I don't want to say starstruck, but I was, I was really nervous. Um, which, you know, it's, 
I think most of that nervousness came from, like, excitement and the anticipation, like, I was here all day, and, you know, this is, this is you know, what I, I paid thousands of dollars, you know, to be here for. Sure. Um, but, uh, but that's, I, I mean, I don't, maybe regret was a wrong word for it, because, you know, I, I gave him my letter, and, you know, I, I, I told him a little bit about um, why I wanted, you know, Bound for Glory on my arm, and, like, the reference to Woody and everything, and, uh, he seemed very, you know, happy to hear that, and uh, so that was it. Was very really reassuring and comforting. That's um, nice. But it was it was a really it was a beautiful moment. <laughs> yeah. Um. So it, there is a beautiful picture of y- you mm-hmm. on the blog that shows um, you're in your Tunnel of Love T-shirt. It looks like, and yes. uh, and you've got it. It looks like it's on um, your forearm. Outer forearm. Yeah, that's where it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah so, I pretty much got it tattooed right over he like where he wrote it. I was gonna like ask. The day so, after. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he takes his sharpie, writes that, mm-hmm. and now then, are you like panicking? Like, okay, I gotta make sure I don't yes. rub against anything. You know, if I shower, I gotta cover it with a plastic bag. Oh yeah. Like, right. It was so rough um, that night after the show. Me and my sister were looking to see if there was, like, any tattoo shops still open that would do, like, do a walk-in. You know, even though it was so close to midnight, like, I just wanted it done. Um, but we couldn't. I mean, the closest one was too far away, and we didn't have, like, the money, you know, sure. to get there. So, um, so yeah, it was really rough. Like, when I, you know, I took a bath that night, I had my arms sticking out, you know. Um, I actually didn't get a tattoo till we were back in Kansas City. And sure. it was fading, and, like, so when my dad picked us up in the airport, I'm like, man, we got to go now, you know. So we did, and I got it. Um, but it was, yeah, it was pretty rough <laughs> trying to preserve it, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But it was it was very, oh, man. I know, I, I mean, I was so excited and like, everything. Like, after it all, and, like, everyone was, like, you know, going away. I was freaking out. I called my little sister, and um, and then after that, I mean, I was just so, like, excited and crazy. And, like, Bruce's bodyguard, Tony, he's like, are you girls okay? Like, do you know where you need to go? And then, you know, so, I mean, I'm sure I probably look like a fool, but I mean, like it was, it was, it was really exciting. Did, um, so I'm going to ask the dumbest question ever. What'd you think of the show? What'd you think of the show? Oh God. It was worth every penny. (laughs) It was everything I thought it was going to be, you know? Um, like every Bruce show is, it was very, you know, rejuvenating, reassuring, um, but I mean, it also, it, it was also very intimate and, you know, the, the moments of the show, you know, where Bruce would like step away from the mic- microphone and like project his, his voice, you know, away from the speaker. It was, you know, it was, I don't, I don't know how else to put it. You know, it was, it was every, everything I thought it was going to be. And it was, it was, it was worth it all. <laughs> Any particular... Um, songs, or, and obviously you could say all of them, but is there any so I can specific... spoil song? it? <laughs> well, yeah, just, um, you okay, know, cool. anything that you specifically, it, it spoke to you and you're like, wow. Yeah. Um, I was not prepared for the transition from Dancing in the Dark to Land of Hope and Dreams, um, because I, I never heard, you know, I mean, first of all, I mean, I've never heard Dancing in the Dark, like, acoustically like that nor have I heard Land of Hope and Dreams in any, you know, setting. So um, hearing that song, you know, live, and and also to the rising, you know, 
um, it was it was very powerful and very moving. Um, and then Tenth Avenue Freeze Out was amazing. Like that that nearly got me. You know when he was when he was talking about you know Clarence and Danny and everybody. Uh, that was very emotional. Yeah. And um, but uh, there was there was many parts of the show. You know I mean. Bruce is just as funny as he is, like, preacher-like, I guess. Um, he's, you know, and that's that's one thing I love about Bruce, like, his ability, you know, to be up there, you know, almost like a preacher, you know, um, and, I mean, commanding that, you know, presence, you know, for, and attention from everybody. But, I mean, he's also very humble as he goes about it, which is very contradicting, but, I mean, it's very entertaining to watch. <laughs> but, oh, man, there was, there was a lot. Um, Lots yeah. of moments in the show where I was like, wow, you know, this is it, you know? No wonder yes. why, they, like, you know, there's all the talk about it. Um, but Yeah, uh, you uh, know, yeah. I'm right there with you, Jordan. Um, mm -hmm. I, I had not, I had kind of seen the set list. I wasn't worried about being spoiled, but I mm -hmm. had no thought, I agree, 10th Avenue freeze out when he talks about the band mm -hmm. and Clarence. I had tears. Um, yeah. The wish. Um, yes. Because yes. That's his, his oh yeah, man. With his mother facing mm -hmm. what she's facing made me cry. And then yes. land of, if I had to, I would often say, and that is what I told him for the six seconds that I had in front of him, that I spent nine months unemployed and mm -hmm. listening to Better Days and Land of Hope and Dreams mm -hmm. every day is what got mm -hmm. me through that time. And mm -hmm. so to hear um, him talking about that sometimes, you know, right after he talks about all the problems and how things, he's sometimes you got to dance. And then he does Dancing yeah. in the Dark and then moves straight to Land of Hope and Dreams. Oh, it's God. just, it, it, I got shivers down my spine. Yeah. I, I just, the hair raised on my arm. It was, I, I totally agree with you, Jordan. It was just something amazing. It was very, like, transcendent, magnificent, you know, enormous, you know, all of those things. Uh, just like, just like an ordinary brew show, but. Yeah. Uh, you know, that intimacy. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, you have been such a wonderful guest. A couple other things that I'm going to let you go. Um, mm -hmm. First off, um, since you have used, um, you have used Bruce Music to, for mm -hmm. your, um, sometimes your writings. This should be fairly easy for you, but a uh, mm -hmm. friend of the podcast, Jay Ferguson, has been on the podcast multiple times. He is an honors English teacher, and okay. he does a segment on his class every year with Thunder Road as a poem, similar to um, Robert Frost's The Road Less Traveled. Uh-huh. That's so cool. So, so his class, they're all seniors in high school. They cover mm -hmm. it. They discuss it. And then um, at the end of the session, after they've discussed um, everything, he asks mm -hmm. them the question, does Mary get in the car? So, Jordan, that is your question. Mm -hmm. Based on Thunder Road and your belief, because the the song, only, you know, he says, I'm pulling out here to win. 
Um, mm-hmm. He often says we're pulling out of here to win live, but um, mm-hmm. does she get in the car? Wow. <laughs> you know, I think for me, I'd say yes, because Thunder Road always feels like that that wild chance you have, even if it's fake, it feels real when you pursue it. So, um, you know, I think she does, because, I mean, Thunder Road, is, it's... Because I, when, when I think of Thunder Road, I cannot think about the promise. You know, those two, like, will always, like, coexist in my mind, you know? Sure. So, um, I think with Thunder Road, it's definitely, it's something that you need in the moment, you know? Sure. Whether it's just going to, ju- like, whether it justifies, you know, where you're headed <laughs> no. or not. Well, that's, that's what you figure out later. Good. To me, she gets in the car. Very nice, Jordan. Very good. Um, any final thoughts? Um, uh, thanks for having me. This was, this was very interesting and, you know, I love talking about Bruce. Um, and, and thank you to, uh, uh, the, I, I forget her name, but the woman who, who sent my blog link to you, that, that was very kind of her, you know, yes. to give me this opportunity to be on the, the podcast. Um, yeah, that is the lovely and talented Bella Pori. She actually um, met me when I went to see uh, Bruce on Broadway. She took the train down and met me, and we had dinner beforehand so that um, That's so cool. that we got to meet in person. Yeah, um, that is awesome. You have been a wonderful guest. I'm so, um, so happy you joined me, and I'm so excited that you got to experience this of going to see Bruce and getting bound for glory in your tattoo. And I'm so glad you shared it. Um, thank you. So hang tight for a minute. We'll close up in a minute. If you right. want to be on the podcast and share your Springsteen story, it's easy. Just send me an email at setlesslingbruce at gmail.com. I'm on Twitter at Jesse Jackson DFW. And the show is on Twitter at setlesslingbruce. Send me a tweet. Send me an email. You can go to our Facebook page, Set Lusting Bruce, like it, and um, put a comment. I'd love to have you on the show. If you get a chance, go to iTunes to rate and review the show. That is how people find us. Um, so um, if you go to, um, it is earsouteyesopen.com. Uh, for Jordan's blog, I will have a list. I will have a link on the show notes. Um, when does the semester end for you? Uh, December 17th, I believe. Okay. But you did say you got so, through midterms. so I, I somehow came out alive. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am great. Um, I just wish you the best of luck. Thank um, you. You are, um, you are just... Um, Wonderful guest. You tell great stories, and I'm so happy you're joining me. Um, any last thoughts? Um, I mean, you, you called out the blog, so I mean, I I try to post. I try to post every other week, but you know, in school, Bruce, everything, you know, yes. uh, gets in the way sometimes. But um, but. Yeah, and, and thanks for having me on the show. Uh, I had a great time. Well, good. Um, well, yeah. I am so glad you joined me, Jordan. We're going to end with, my father said, son, we're lucky in this town. It's a beautiful place to be born. It just wraps its arms around you. 
Nobody crowds you. Nobody crowds you. Nobody goes it alone. Nobody goes it alone. And let's hope that none of us go alone. Thank you, listeners. Thank you, Jordan. We'll talk to you soon. You just heard the fun talking, hard rocking, music loving, album ranking, fan thinking, joy spreading, lyric reading, story sharing podcast that is the one, the only, Set Listening Bruce. Set Listening Bruce is part of the Southgate Media Podcast Group. The theme for Set Listening Bruce was written by David Rosen, used by permission. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.